What's up, everybody? It is I, Sigma, and we are back with episode 45 of the BBET Gamescast. I'm joined by Superman Jeff. What's going on, people? As well as Mr. Gamer. Hello there. And as you can see, Blue is absent today. He's having some technical difficulties. Hopefully he can get that resolved in the near future, um, and we'll see him again soon. But... As we always do, we like to begin things with what we've been playing slash watching over the course of the week. Does anybody want to go first? I don't mind. Well, I can go first. That's right, fine. Go ahead. Uh, prepared to go first. Let me just grab my portfolio. Okay, all right. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, I have been playing um, Fantasy Star Online a little bit. Didn't get to play much this week, so it's going to be kind of short for me. So I played some uh, Fantasy Star Online 2. Um, went back on there for about two three hours um did some um urgent quest i love popping on for the urgent quest and are kind those of, on a schedule that you can check outside of the game yes so the website has a schedule okay and it shows those urgent quests are going to take place nice so it makes it there's a particular one you're looking for you pull it up it's going to happen at this time you can pop on and get that done um right now i'm trying to reach the level cap i'm at 63 what is the cap so 75 arbitrary okay. number but okay <laughs> <laughs> like why 75 why not 50 or 100 or well uh, i know what i noticed is in japan it actually went up to 100 so uh, i'll probably okay i'll okay. probably updates and stuff because there's a lot of stuff that was in the japanese version that we haven't gotten yet which i guess they'll be doing like occasional rollouts and stuff yeah, we're gonna have to catch up i guess yeah because they did say this is supposed to be ported over to the uh series x as well right i really do hope they do some kind of improvement to it because i i like how that game plays but it could use some some updating yeah some polish and you could tell it's an older game yeah like over 10 years old <laughs> missed out on a lot of more of hype with the game, I think, because it took so long to come out. Not that people aren't hyped for it. I think it would have had a bigger impact if it had came out a little bit closer to the original launch in Japan. Mm-hmm. Like it was. Um, outside of that, we played some Smash last night for a little bit. Got some practice in there with Mr. Uh, Sigma Gears. True. Uh, played that for a little bit. And I actually been catching up on um, a new anime called um, Tower of God. Yeah, I've been hearing a lot of good things about Tower of God. Like, I've been meaning to check that out. What is that about? So, um, there's a tower, um, pretty much, that people, you can climb. Um, there's different tests throughout those towers to move you to the next level. Um, and basically, without giving too much, it's kind of like the equivalent to ascending, almost, from what I'm gathering. What, like to, to heaven or something? Either godhood or something similar to that. So you got different people who are called regulars who are all contending to get to the top so, for reason or another. So is the entire show kind of like just one big tournament arc? <laughs> Well, because what happens is it, it, it does pretty good. So he starts off with the main character, gives you some backstory of how he – not really too much backstory, but it gives you a brief glimpse of how he got to the tower and why he's at the tower. 
Um, and then the different people you meet coming along, obviously, as you interact with them, it kind of switches to their perspective for a little bit and kind of tells a little bit, you know, why they're at the tower, what led them to the tower. Mm. Um, is really good. It's, it's beautifully animated and, um, the lore seems very interesting. Um, I'm only on like episode four, so it's still kind of going into that, but the combat looks amazing. This is based on another one I think that came out before, the Tower of um... – there was another tower. I don't remember what it was called before, Tower of God. Yeah, I'll have I don't to... have anything in, in my mind. To... Um, but um, really good anime. Um, aside from that, I've been catching up on Star Wars Season 7. Mm-hmm. I'm like – Did that finale – Okay, so the whole thing is out. Okay, so I might start watching that again, too. So I'm at, like, four episodes behind of that, and then trying to hold off on before I finish it, because once I finish it, it's done. Yeah. Did you did you watch those other series, like the Rebels and the Resistance or the other 3D Star Wars shows? I was a bunch of Rebels. It was a little hard for me to get into, but I heard it picks up a little bit more. Uh-huh. But I, Oh, uh, lastly, I did start watching Samurai Jack again the last season. Because I didn't get to finish it. It is so good. Yeah. I, really, I really like the final season. Ooh, yeah. So right now I'm up to where he's he's actually became content with fighting the the girls once he realized they were human. Mm-hmm. Uh, I made it to maybe like two episodes past here before, but I didn't get to finish because it was on a weekly release. And I yeah. kind of got now since it's all finished. That's uh, all I've been playing slash watching nice you know okay um i'll go next um yeah i I haven't been playing too much um but uh i did i guess i'll just start with tv stuff because i can't even think of what i've been playing recently but um i did watch a star wars episode nine recently like us on star wars day may the (laughs) fourth it came out to disney plus so uh, (sighs) super late at night i finally put it on and i did not really like it like I was, I'm, I'm on the mindset like, oh, I've been liking these, these newer movies, even though like a lot of the super hardcore fan base aren't, aren't feeling them that much. Like the first one I thought was fine. The second one I could see like there were some issues. There were some parts of it that were like kind of dumb, like that whole casino thing with Finn and the 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 girl. I didn't like any of that. Yeah, but yeah, but there were some dope scenes in the second one. Like I I liked it overall. But the third one just really felt like they like it was plotting like it was just the stuff that they were doing didn't seem important for a lot of the movie. Like it was so like it was like this it's this galaxy wide conflict that they're in the middle of. But everything was so personal. Like it was all about Kylo Ren and uh, Ray's relationship with one another, even though they really don't know each other. Like they were using all this, uh, you know, science fiction terminology that they poorly explained, like the dyad and the force type thing that explains why Ray and Kylo can do all this, this force nonsense that you really don't see any other characters doing that they don't really talk that much about. Like they don't go into in depth and like uh, me and blue had a little bit of this conversation before. Um, and he was saying like, Oh, it's explained a little bit more over here in this story or in that story, like just other like side material, which I get like, it's cool when, you know, there's a big franchise and it's like a connected universe and things match up. But like when it's kind of like, deep plot points in your story, like, don't make that obscure information because, like, your general audience isn't going to know what's happening. That's how I felt. Like, 
for me, it's also when you have different directors doing a movie in a trilogy. Mm-hmm. I think very. I don't like that because one director's vision might not tie into that next director's vision. So that next director's trying to roll back different things that he didn't like from the prior movie to fit his overall goal. And it kind of becomes convoluted in a sense. That makes a lot of sense, yeah. Because, yeah, I, I, I don't know where where it ended up. Well, Parentage got rolled back. In the first movie, it was uh, <laughs> Right. They were just... Um, you know, simple junk traders that left her, and then J.J. Uh, Abrams didn't like that, so he rolled that back because fans were in an uproar, like, "Well, how is she just some nobody?" So they rolled it back and made it to she was, you know, obviously who she was. She's like super significant, but then they tried to tie that significance into the other significant family, and it's like, but why are they connected? Like, you're not, you're not explaining it. It's a small thing that people you might not know, so. Um, it's been long rumored that Palpatine actually fathered Anakin. Through, he got his mom pregnant through the Force. Okay, I don't want to hear any more. Yep, yeah, yeah. <laughs> nope, 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 nope. Because that is stupid. That's stupid. What? <laughs> it tells you that he had no father. Oh my there god. Was- she didn't get pregnant from having relations. She just woke up one morning and she was pregnant. So it, it's been mentioned in certain spots, but I don't know if it's ever been completely confirmed. But that's why it ties in that she's actually a Skywalker for oh the most God. part. It was it was slightly better if that's not the reason. Like if there was no yeah. reason, it's better than that being a reason. Or that she just took up his legacy, you know, or whatever it was, you know. Who, uh, mm-hmm. Ray? Well, no, I mean, if, if she's related to Palpatine, then sure, she can inherit, you know, his vast amount of power in some way. Like, that makes sense on, a, like, a scientific slash magical level, you know what I mean? But then to say that because Palpatine was really strong and then because the Skywalkers are really strong, now they're somehow specially bonded. And I, I don't, that doesn't make enough sense. You know what I mean? Like, it's too much of a stretch. It is. But here's the thing. So, once I think we told you about this, there's certain force attributes that are very rare that only manifest in certain people so like when palpatine mentioned that there's a a legend of the force of the two that these two people are so strongly bonded together and increases both their powers exponentially or whatever it is it was like the guy from uh, fallen order whenever he touched an object he could sense the force history in it and that's history oh dear So, I mean, the thing is, I I wouldn't be so against all of this being thrown in there if there were, like, at least hints or other characters that exhibited these kind of things in the main plot line up until that point. Because, like, they would have, you know, seeded it in. They would have taught you this is how this stuff works in this world in the main story. Because, like, I get that there's other things going on, like Star Wars all over the place, but, like... This is these yeah, are your right. main characters, and then they just appear with all this weird power and like the force has never made sense. Like as powerful as they write about how the force is being, it's never portrayed as that powerful in almost any of the media you see. Like they they never get the scale right. Like it turned like when they added midichlorians with the prequel series, a lot of people were mad about that, and I understand that because it's essentially turned Star Wars into Dragon Ball Z. 
they were like, oh, this guy has this midichlorian count. This guy has this midichlorian count. And that's why they're so powerful. I'm like, no, I don't want these numbers. Like, this just, it makes it a power battle. And, like, that's, I don't I don't think that that's what the, the series was originally about. Like, it's it's about, like, Space Jedi, you know? Well, not Space Jedi, Space Samurai is what I meant to say. Like, like those old, because, matter of fact, um, I remember um, Akira Kurosawa got a shout out in one of the Clone Wars uh, episodes when he died. Because that's how heavily tied, like, samurai movies are to the Star Wars universe. Like, they took a lot from Akira Kurosawa. Like, pretty much they almost followed the code of Bushido to a certain Yeah, part. yeah, like, it's very, very, um, very closely tied to just samurai history, which is a class I took in college. <laughs> but, so, I, I love that aspect of it. I love the, di- like, the information about, like, the soldiers, like, the, the clone troopers and, like, how they're dealing with, you know, a clone army versus... Uh, basically being used to basically be cannon fodder and also trying to recognize their humanity. Like, that's a very thin line. And, like, that stuff is super interesting. And, like, there's no other sci-fi universe that has kind of a similar story as far as I know. But it's like they double down on the Force magic, and I feel like they just throw everything else in the toilet for the sake of that. Because it's it's not as interesting as they think it is when they they go in that deep. That's, That's the feeling I'm left with. So... To me, episode nine was kind of a bust. Like, there's some cool scenes in it, I guess. Like, none of the fights were really that memorable either. But, yeah, I, I didn't like it much at all. Uh, other than that, uh, still catching up on Community. Like, we're into season three now. Like, we're about to finish that. Jeff, you should watch Community. Like, I, <laughs> like you're a fan of Rick and Morty. Like, it's the same creator. Like, the weird, like... Like the weird genre writing is present in that show, and I would ch- I would challenge you watch watch the season one paintball episode, like the, <laughs> like the college has a paintball competition. Like it's not like what you expect. Like if you watch the first episode and then watch that episode, you'll understand how how crazy the show is. Like it does a whole lot. Like they talk about Dungeons and Dragons. They talk about interdimensional travel. Like there's it's. It's very much kind of like a proto Rick and Morty. I I know you'll like it if you if you give it a shot. I'll watch a few episodes here and there. Like if like if you're if you're not getting into it from the very beginning, I say just look for the paintball episode, and then that should sell you. I would think. But I don't like it. Are you going to refund my time? Dear. Uh, sure. You can cash that in for more Smash Bros. lessons. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Okay. There we go. Oh man. But uh, yeah, in terms of games, um, yeah, honestly, I don't think I've been able to play much this week. I mean, other than Gears Tactics, because I was still doing, uh, I was still playing that on stream, and I, I kind of want to just get through it. Like, I'm really enjoying that game. Um, actually, no, we played Halo Wars. Oh, I didn't get to, but uh, I'm disappointed that that doesn't have a uh, multiplayer aspect to it. Yeah, yeah, that sucks because chess is like a two-player game. But then they force you to play a game like chess just with the AI. Like, I don't see why any tactics game doesn't always just have a multiplayer component. Like, you know, pick your units or have preset units. Uh, usually um, when the first XCOM, well, not the first XCOM, but the XCOM Enemy Unknown on 360 did it. Um, it was like you pick units and you have like a, a cost. So like certain units cost a certain amount and then you can set what the cost is. So either you can have like a bunch of like high powered units or like, you know, a bunch of like baby units. Figure it out. Hopefully down the line, because it is a first party title, 
you know, hopefully there will be updates. Maybe it's something that could be added in the future. I'd be I'd be psyched about that. Yeah, but other than not having multiplayer, yeah, Gears Tactics is really good. My review finally dropped too, so you can check that out on Escapist uh, Escapist Channel's YouTube. But um, yeah, we played some Halo Wars too. Uh, Jeff was really hyped to get us uh, to try that out. We all downloaded it. Uh, me and Blue actually played each other because Jeff wasn't like his download hadn't finished yet. I don't think. Um, and honestly, I still don't really like RTS. Like, I, like I get what you're supposed to do, at least in in that thing. Like, you know, you you build your troops, you build your base up, uh, you try to put defenses around it, you send out your soldiers to do things like harvest materials or capture points that give you more resources and whatnot. And then, you know, if you come across the enemy or you come across the enemy's base, you try to destroy it, right? Either with only women force or with, I guess, a counter to whatever their counter is, right? But it still yep. feels too chaotic. Like, I'll have something happening over here, and then uh, there are certain buttons you can press that kind of cycle, I guess, between all your squads. And then I'll realize that there's a squad just sitting out in the middle of nowhere because I forgot to give them any orders. <laughs> like, they're just chilling. Like, <laughs> this is... So you got to keep track of your troops. What was funny is I was in the party listening. Uh-huh. And, win, and then somehow... <laughs> You came from somewhere. I don't know. I think you, if he lost track of you, has some troops somewhere or something. It just seemed like you guys were like a little confused with what, what was going on. <laughs> like it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't until after the fact that I realized kind of what happened. Like it was a deathmatch scenario, so you needed to basically destroy all of your enemies' bases so that they can't make any more troops, and then you know they lose, right? But you start with two. With, you start with one base on opposite sides of the map, and there are other plots where you can build bases. I didn't realize that until like way later. So all I was doing was just building people. Say again. The first one. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> so all I was doing in the very beginning was building people, like troops and stuff, and then just sending them to collect resources. So they didn't really have much to do because I wasn't running into blue at all. But apparently, what blue was doing was building troops and then having them find plots to build a bunch of bases all over the place. So while my base was kind of very strong, Blue just had like a wider operation of a bunch of different bases. So I'm assuming at some point, my mass of soldiers started running into his like tiny bases and then just destroying them one by one just as like a giant group because he didn't have enough defense for any particular base. But then when he finally did get his army up, he attacked my super strong base and my guys were able to fend him off long enough for everyone who was elsewhere to come back and then still take those guys out. So, like, I never really lost anything. And then once I realized that, oh, I'm supposed to build bases too, I started doing that while my massive army was also kind of guarding against Blue reconstructing anything else. So it kind of just wore him down. And, and while it's fun to beat Blue, <laughs> I didn't feel like the game mechanics were all that fun and interesting to me personally. But I, I still want to give it more of a try. Like, I want to try... Um, cause it's six players total. You said, right. Um, I'm still not hundred percent sure if it's, can be six people on opposite teams or if it's like three people on one team and three people on the other team. It has to be three V three, three V three. Okay. So I, I still want to try that out where like, there's more people who maybe can devise a thing and like have specific roles. Like maybe that'll make, make it easier to manage, which will make it feel more uh, focused, I guess. But, um, it was okay. Like, I'm not going to say it's terrible. Like, in general, I don't like RTSs. This is probably a better experience than I've had with them. But uh, I'm still not really sold on it just yet. But uh, that's that's pretty much it for what I've been playing slash watching. Gamer, what you got? All right. So uh, Red Dead Redemption 2 dropped on Game Pass. Um, completely skipped the story. Went right into the online. 
I didn't like it from the beginning, mm-hmm. and that was because I was comparing it to GTA, which is significantly more fast paced. Yes, there's, there's you, you, they're that, just, yeah. yeah. Now, that what that being said. I can understand and I enjoy more as a solo player the Red Dead experience versus GTA. In GTA, you it is really difficult for you to do anything by yourself because you're going to be getting into a session with, on average, let's just say 15, 17 people who are most likely higher level than you who will just grief you because they can. Yeah, that, that's, that's been an issue for the longest in that game. Now, that can happen in Red Dead, but they aren't they aren't as overpowered as you are. Like they'll take a shot to the head just like you can. And if you have a posse and they have a posse, you kind of got to ask yourself, do you want to shoot first cuz I mean like do you want to do this? There's no extremely overpowered like orbital laser cannon and yeah. you're just wiped out. You know, everyone has you know, repeaters, revolvers, and horses. So, you know, we can do this. Do you sure you want to do this? Um, so there's that. Also, uh, for the first time in a long time, I am actually picking up a fighting game. Um, I played with um, DJ um, on Tekken. I'm actually picking up Tekken. Um, How are you liking it? It's weird because I'm used to... I'm used to like um, Ultimate Marvel versus Capcom. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm used to Skullgirls, those kind of fighting games, and those kind of fighting games. The 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 uh, the window for you to uh, put in your inputs um, is smaller. Versus in Tekken, you actually have to stop to wait for your character to get to like I'm just gonna call it like a neutral stance before you can go and do the next move. Like you just can't put it all in or or, or buffer or something like that. Or maybe okay. you can. I haven't figured it out, but I'm not seeing that, which makes the game harder to play for me because I'm used to just like mashing out my combo and then watching it being done. But it's like no this, and then they bounce, and then then I have to do this, and then I have to do a move that will actually make me closer to them so uh there's a little bit of that um like the animations are like what like more deliberate like they have to play out in full because a lot of a lot of the more anime type 2d fighters like they can't there's no can yeah they cancel animations to like now there are moves that do cancel but it's not uh, like for example um focus uh focus um a focus attack dash cancel and FADC is typically what you would see in Street Fighter. Mm-hmm. There isn't anything like that, that sort of mechanic. Um, wave dashing from Brawl, uh, there's no pivot grade, like there is none of there is none of that. And then you have the similar issue where, oh, I could just ring you out or knock you into the wall and juggle you. Like that's that that's going to that's going to happen. So I've um, been playing a lot of that. I am trying to uh, get as many of the yellow cake launchers from the Revenge of the Cartels event for Borderlands Three. That's um, a gun. You, I heard you guys talking about that earlier. Yes, it's a so it's a so it's a launcher that shoots out cake that then explodes and then branches off into smaller cakes that then explode and branch off into smaller cakes, etc., etc., etc. And multiples of them for some reason. Yeah. 
Yeah, so it starts off with one, and then one goes into two, two goes into four, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but the thing about the guns in the Revenge of the Cartels is that one of the kind of like uh, – uh, special abilities you can get with the gun is that it will do 300% more damage for enemies that are at 90% or more health. Yeah. And what, that's like a random roll on a weapon? Correct. Like, there is no guaranteed chance to get that. Um, wow. But you have a significantly higher chance of getting it on the highest level of mayhem and... Um, I believe you can only get the yellow cake launcher from the Revenge of the Cartels update, which is free and it lasts all until May. So, so you have um, so you the end of May to basically keep yeah grinding to get that weapon until they nerf it. Like they nerfed the ion <laughs> cannon when it first came out, just because that was just doing ridiculous amounts of damage. Um, as far as shows, I actually have not been um, really watching anything except um super mario sunshine speed runs i i'm gonna i think I'm, I, I might be throwing my hat in the ring are you gonna try to do a speed run yeah I'm, i think i might be trying to do a speed run of super mario sunshine are do you do you have that on like an emulator or you still have no. like a gamecube no I, yo i still have like the original box gamecube oh wow yeah so i'm 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 thinking about it because the like they like I've I've seen variety of like the history of Super Mario Speed Run, uh, Metroid, Super Metroid, and like the time and dedication it takes. Like uh, I don't know if you've ever like read a speed running guide. No. Sometimes it's in a completely different language. Um, <laughs> what can well, what, it, like terminology and stuff. Significantly, because it's like, okay, so you're at this screen, and at this screen, there's this box that can have one of three different items. If it has this item, then you do this. So your route will completely change, especially with games like um, do, 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 Borderlands, where the loot drops are random. Mm. So, you know, if you didn't get, like, if you didn't get a, a good roll, or, you know, let me, let me make it even simpler. It, take any roguelike. If you get a bad start of a run, then you either cancel it or hope you just get something better that so you could just speed on through. <clears throat> yeah, I've, I've actually watched a bunch of uh, Splunky speed runs, even though like I I kind of don't want to play that game, but watching people speed run it is like amazing because <laughs> oh, yeah. it is it's randomly generated those levels. It's just there's yeah. specific you know techniques people use, and if they run into like a specific uh, occurrence, it's like oh this is done. I can't. I'm yeah, not going like, to get the record or whatever. And it's like, they know that. Yeah. It's like, I know that if this happens here, then I'm going to lose five seconds, which is then going to lose me two more seconds down the end of the line. So this run is done. I have to restart. Right. And then you just, so um, that's, that's generally been it for, for what I've been playing and watching. Nice. Okay. So uh, blue's not here, but we are going to continue with uh, our super smash Sunday recap uh, known as blues news. Without Blue. Um, this past Sunday, uh, things started off with kind of the BBT, BBET kind of representing. Uh, I believe Jeff <laughs> was the first um, at the top of the hill with his Zelda play. Uh, his Zelda's been getting really, really strong as of late. Um, uh, so I, I'm going to need some of our regular Smashers to start practicing against uh, <laughs> Zeldas to kind of just 
put Jeff back in his place. You get what, I, <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Oh, <laughs> but um, eventually, uh, I believe it was, it was yeah, my Captain Falcon, which I don't really play, but I'm starting to think maybe I should try him out as like a regular occurrence. So my Captain Falcon actually he- had a bit of a run after that too, because I, I was able to beat Jeff Zelda with him, which I didn't think would happen. Um, and then he kind of had some time on the top as well, uh, <laughs> uh, kind of wild um, Captain Wild Falcon punches that I don't think would normally land. Like if I wasn't throwing them out so like haphazardly, <laughs> it's because I'm doing it at, at like so much is that they're they're landing, which I, I don't think I would do in like a regular like online match against like some rando on the internet. But um, after that, uh, Blues Bowser actually beat my Captain Falcon and then also had a run uh, of it online. So, like, Blues Bowser, again, is also improved immensely from when he first started. So, like, I, that's really cool to see, like, when to just actually have a view of the, the improvement. So, like, anybody else who's, like, plays with us every Sunday, um, if you keep playing, like, that's, that's going to be the result. Like, with everything in life, like, the more you practice, you know, you're just going to get better. Uh, but then after that, um, Emissary, with his Ice Climbers, had a really impressive showing. Like, he actually stayed on top, I want to say, longer than anybody else for the rest of the the stream. Uh, his Ice Climbers have been getting really good. He's been practicing those desyncs. So he's been showing us videos in his uh, in our Discord about some of the combos he's trying to learn. So uh, the fact that he actually nailed one, I believe, the, the one that ends with um, Nana doing a spike at the end. Like it's it's super impressive. Like it, it it's jaw dropping when you actually see it in action. Yeah, just it, it, it's like you see the start of it, and then you see the person go to the end of the stage, and you know it's happened, and it's <laughs> right. just like, ah. uh. yeah, I'm still I'm still wondering if that's inescapable for all characters. Like I'm pretty sure like maybe some characters can't get out of it, but there has to be some who can maybe di a certain way or who just too big, and can maybe like forced their way out in some fashion but um i imagine i imagine a lighter character would probably be able to get away maybe maybe yeah yeah i don't want to get i don't want to get in the middle of emissary to try to find that out (laughs) i will leave that to the professionals um and by professionals i mean you and jeff because yeah so uh yeah i'm I'm good uh cats showed up uh i believe he took down emissary after some time and then had his time in the sun as well uh he was using um he was using Little Mac, I believe. And he had some some really impressive wins as well, especially with that KO punch at the end of that last match where he kind of, he read a roll on the ground and he even admitted that he accidentally did the roll. Like he wanted to hit on the opposite side and then did the opposite side and then accidentally read the roll. But it was still impressive. Um, but at the, at the end, um, we did a couple of, uh, and this was actually after the stream. <laughs> We did a couple of uh, Bowser versus Bowser matches because Jeff played um, Bowser against Cats at the yeah. very end and lost. And Blue felt some type of way about it. So they actually fought one another <laughs> as Bowser. Uh, and Blue managed to win. So Blue was the better Bowser of those two. But then I wanted to get on the action. I picked a Bowser, fought Blue's Bowser, and I beat Blue's Bowser. So I'm not saying I'm a better Bowser player than Blue, but... I did beat Blue's Bowser, so we'll just <laughs> we'll just let that we'll just let that stay. And Blue can defend himself next time he's on the podcast. But that pretty much wraps up uh, Blue's news. Our Super Smash Sunday recap. We're gonna move now into our topics. First up, Jeff, we got some uh, Star Wars news. Yeah. So a 
new movie has been confirmed. Has no description of what it is. It's going to get directed by Mr. Wahidi himself. Um, there's been no information on the plot or who's going to be in it or anything. So it's a lot of speculation going up in the air. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if it's the same one. There was one mentioned uh, a couple weeks ago about a female led um star wars yeah that i can't remember the name of that director but it's supposed to be the woman who made the netflix series uh russian doll did anybody watch that show yes no because mm. it was you watched it jeff i said a little bit of it i didn't finish it it was actually really cool it's kind of like groundhog's day because like the main character is um i can't remember her name but the the like the redhead girl from um orange is the new black she she's the main character and she dies i believe on her birthday and then keeps repeating the day so like she died like it's not like groundhog's day where she falls asleep and then wakes up or the day ends and she wakes up the next day it's like she dies every day like somehow she just keeps randomly being killed and then wakes up on the, the in the middle of a party for her birthday so like it yeah the, the the story is her kind of figure out why this is happening and then to kind of get it to stop which was very interesting like I liked it a whole lot but uh, that director is actually going to be doing a Star Wars series starring a woman which I, I guess is unprecedented it hasn't been a female led uh, series in the show so far in the series so far but um I, I'm interested to hear what your take is on this Jeff because you specifically did not like Taika Waititi's uh, Thor Ragnarok. I did not enjoy it because I felt like it picked out a lot of things. Um, for instance, it picked at like uh, Plan- Planet Hulk. Mm-hmm. And it watched the Planet Hulk animated series or, I mean, animated cartoon. Yeah, I've seen the, the movie. Yeah, the animated movie. Comic. That was a really good plot line. I felt like it just touched on it without actually. I felt like it wasted the potential of what that could have been. Mm-hmm. As a, even a Um. And to me, sometimes his the humor just didn't make any sense at certain points to me. I'm all about humor in certain things, but like, okay, his dad just died, he lost his hammer, and he lost his home, and he's over here making one-liners. It just to me, it didn't fit in with certain things. Like, do you feel like the the tone was off? Yes. Um, but I think the introduction of Valkyrie was great. Uh, the Grand Master, I enjoyed that. I enjoyed the gladiator scene in the beginning. Uh, well, towards the middle, mm-hmm. I enjoyed the relationship uh, of Odin and Thor, and how Loki kind of became more interested in their greater good instead of his own interests uh, throughout the movie. Um, but to me, totally kind of felt off a little bit, and like I said, it wasted some plot points that could have been used um, on their own or in future things. It kind of did them more justice. I mean. Uh, what about you, gamer? Have you seen Thor Ragnarok? No, I, I unfortunately like the whole and and forgive me if this is just going to cause significant flame, but I was just never entranced by the Marvel universe. Mm-hmm. It looked pretty, but I did not start watching them or at least even thinking about them until everyone was like, oh my God, Infinity War, oh my God, Endgame. And then everybody at the office would not stop talking about it. And I'm like, what? And they're like, oh yeah, it's about da-da-da-da-da and da-da-da-da-da and then Tesseract and then 
Oh, okay. And then and then Vision, Vision, and 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 Scarlet Red Johansson, and uh, okay, yeah, sure. Like these are my legitimate reactions because it's like they look at me and it's like, oh wait, nerd ponies. Oh, of course he knows about the Marvel Cinematic. Right? Yeah, universe. that is that is an odd disconnect. <laughs> Like not at all. I got I got absolutely nothing, and it's even worse when you guys talk about Star Wars because then I'm just like, I mean, yeah, because yep, Blue and Jeff, Blue and Jeff are like really like invested in Star Wars. I'm a little less so, but I still I can see the potential in some of the stories there. But like Marvel, I've I've kind of always liked their their storylines as well. I know Jeff is a bigger comic guy, but like I loved all the Marvel cartoons. Like, I was a super big fan of that stuff. But, I mean, what about um, his other movies, Taika Waititi's movies? Have you seen, like, Jojo Rabbit, uh, What We Do in nope. the Shadows? Nope. He did do some work on The Mandalorians, too, so. Oh, did he? No, he was in it somehow, right? No? I know he worked it. It was about five people who worked on. Did you watch a documentary for The Making of The Mandalorian? No, I haven't seen that yet, no. Check it out. Um, actually, the I can't remember the lady's name, and I feel bad. Um, she was actually the female lead in Jurassic World. Uh, okay, I, I have her in my head, but yeah, I don't know her name either. She actually worked on it as well. Oh, like she directed I, an episode or something? Episode, uh, the fight in the um, in that small town where, when they were trying to protect them from the raiders, when they were actually going to leave Baby mm-hmm. Yoda there. Yeah. With the, the walker and whatnot. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, I, I will check that out. But, um, yeah, so, I mean, from his body of work, and I haven't seen, and I'm not aware of all of Taika Waititi's work, but all the, his more popular stuff, they're all comedies. Like, there's a there's a FX series based on what we do in the shadows that's yes. airing now. And it, it looks hilarious. I, just, I haven't seen it yet, but it's all comedy stuff. So if he's going to take on a Star Wars show, I would have to assume it's going to be comedic, right? Not necessarily. I mean, yeah, it, it doesn't have to be, but. But I mean, you wouldn't have thought that Thor would have been comedy centric, right? I get you. So you mean like comedy in the sense of involving a lot of it, not as far as it being comedy genre in particular. But honestly, I feel like a lot of people put Ragnarok in a comedy genre now because of how much it leans to, and 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 I know that's was one of the main things you didn't like about it. Like it kind of changed the entire tone of it. Uh, of like Thor as a hero because he kind of became the comic relief, whereas you know who who's usually the more funny guy in um, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Iron Man. Well, that's kind of just Marvel being. I would say Spider Man maybe. Yeah. I. <laughs> He's always been you know you know quick lived with you know <laughs> insult. So and I think Andrew Garfield's Spider Man embody that more than any other one I've seen. But those movies were really bad. Like... <laughs> they were bad because of, I think the villains were just really bad. I don't know, because there, there was... There's a scene that I keep remembering where he was playing basketball in a gym. Do, oh. Do you remember this? It was so bad. Maguire one. Well, yeah, there, there's some really cheesy scenes in that too, but man, that, that Andrew Garfield basketball scene was... No, that was a mistake. <laughs> Look it up. Look it up, please. I think it was in but, uh, the first one, the Amazing Spider-Man one. 
Yes, the first one when he first realized what he could do. Um, but I hope the movie kind of explores a different time point in the universe as opposed to a different part of space. I would like it to do maybe very early on, maybe like in the Old Republic um, time where uh, there are no Skywalkers and stuff like that. And it kind of can start to explore more of it, kind of explain more of what the Force is. Or even like the. the I don't want to do that. Civil War, where there were no Jedi and there were no Sith until that Civil War happened, and so this is like way before even uh, like the prequel trilogy. Way before any of that. Um, I mean, I guess that could be interesting, but I don't know. Like, I just feel like now timeline kind of restricts so much of what can be done because of what's already been established. I want them to kind of just do some new nonsense like just go forward like go forward keep going forward and i I feel like they're not gonna do that but that's that's what i want them to do it would be nice if there was already a well-established jedi order in the future and now there's this embroiled battle with this new rising threat or something like that that would be cool but i feel like they they if they were gonna do that they would did that with that last one kind of rebuilding mark hamill i mean uh uh, would have been the perfect opportunity for them to kind of rebuild the Jedi Order with Luke Skywalker. But I mean, Luke never really knew what the Jedi Order was. He wasn't around then, right? Like, how, who? How would he have known kind of how they function? Well, because the same way he kind of came across some knowledge was uh, there. That was the book he had. There was also um, his conversations with the Force, talking to Yoda and. and That's true. Uh, yeah, he does talk to those Force ghosts. Yep, yep, gamer. <laughs> Hella force ghosts. <laughs> force ghosts? <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Time out, time out, time out. Sigma, are you jeffing right now? No, like there's a there's a reoccurring thing where characters who have died can come back and offer wisdom and guidance in the form of a ghost and they say that they do it because of their mastery of the force. So the force allows them to, you know, retain their consciousness even after death, which honestly isn't one of the it's not one of the more unbelievable uses of the force. Like that one is a little. Well, I would say that's better explained than some of the other stuff they do. (laughs) But, yes, it is ridiculous. (laughs) Okay, But I mean, I'll just. Yeah, that. Yep. So on that note, we'll leave Star Wars where it is. <laughs> we'll move on to um, our next topic, Gamer. So apparently, and because this is just movies, move, movie crazy, Kate Blanchett is in talks to cat to be cast as Lilith in a Borderlands movie, and I am doing a concern, <laughs> um, partly because um, again, I'm not a movie buff. I was like, Kate Blanchett. Uh, who? Okay. Um, but then that's what IMDb is for, and which is great. Um, and according to that, she has been in um a supervillain in Thor Ragnarok, Hell, I believe. H E L. Um, she was a crook in Oceans Eight, um, the worst of the oceans in my opinion. But I mean they were all crooks in that movie, right? Or was she like the bad she was like the bad crook. I don't remember. She I was one. It. I don't she was. She was part of the team. Okay. 
Gotcha. Yeah, she was she was part of the team. Um, and then she was the snake in uh, Mowgli, um, another movie that I didn't know uh, needed to be created, but that movie actually good. Both of them. There's two of them. Yeah, and it, and they don't have anything to do with each other, right? It's not like a one and two. It was just two live mm-hmm. action Jungle Books, right? Two separate iterations of them. Yeah, I now, saw Mowgli, and that one was actually good. Now, the most recent thing I actually remember her in is actually a house with a clock in its walls, which I really, really liked. Was was that a was Jack Black in that? Jack Black was in that. Okay. Yes, he was a he was a wizard. It was a special wizard, and there was a weird scene where he became a baby. It was it's just weird. <laughs> like that was like it's based on like the, some kid's book or something, right? I'm 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 going to say yes with the possibility of being wrong. Um, Fair enough, but. Bringing it back to the game, so th- she is supposed to be playing Lilith, which is one of several of the most powerful beings, which just happen to be women. So we could just say one of the most powerful women in this universe, a siren. Now, what we don't know, and I think we had talked about this before, is at what point are they going to start? Because so much has happened. Are they going to try to like shrink down just the first Borderlands, the first two? borderlands and try to make this into a movie because i can think of a few like main missions they could do but there's so much of it it needs to have a focus and the focus of the borderlands games technically is you as the player Mm -hmm. but that's not going to be that's not going to be the case here. Yeah, it's not going to be the story that gets told, right? Like some nobody who's involved with a bunch of other characters. <clears throat> right. So, w- w- like, I imagine that this would have to revolve around the four first like the Vault Hunters. Right? Yeah, like the four first Vault Hunters. So we, we did have a uh, little bit of a talk about this some time ago, like about a, mm-hmm. when we first heard that a Borderlands movie was being made. Um, yes. I forget kind of where we landed on that but you personally gamer as such a big fan would you prefer they kind of rehash the story in the games in some fashion or would you want them to kind of do some kind of story that's outside of that like maybe uh an origin story for how maybe they became what they are or like a side story that has nothing to do with stuff you already know i honestly think the best place for them to start would actually be borderlands 2 mm-hmm. and i say that because Every Vault Hunter from the first game is an established character in the second game where they could actually, they actually have a story to be told versus if they were to do the first Borderlands, they would have to do it as the adventure as Mordecai, the adventure as Lilith versus everything that's been happening in Borderlands 2 within Sanctuary has been happening for years before the new set of vault hunters has arrived and thinking about it there's more to explain without the need of having that unnamed character Mm -hmm. that you can actually kind of get away with in two like everything that happens with hyperion and all the other uh gun manufacturers because there's actually stories there of how um like for example um, in the first game, there's Atlas. Um, Atlas has a gun manufacturer. In the second game, there isn't. In the third game, they're back. But that's because they're. But that's because you're not on Pandora anymore. You're at. It's a much bigger planet. So, if I had my choice, I would want for them to do. I would want for them to start with the main story of 
uh, of two. two. Okay. I think that'd be a I think that'd be a great place for them two to definitely start. A better story than one, in my opinion. So if yeah. they are going to go off of the game narrative, that's that's definitely a good place to start. What, what do you think, though, Jeff? So what I'm I'm envisioning is a hardcore Henry situation where you are the the new vault hunter. You are the player. Okay. And you- wait, wait, hardcore Henry was that movie where like they were talking to you yeah, as like, the you're as yeah, the person? It was like a first person movie experience. Oh, because then it would int- they you would be the new vault hunter and you could be introduced to all these characters and interact with them and still tell a original Borderlands story without being focused on one of them but you still get you know all their point of views from your first person um as um perspective my only thing with that is they would have to decide who and what you are and i only say that because are you going to be just some I'm just going to, for the sake of argument, some random clone of all the other soldiers or act or because you are being talked to by these vault hunters, by these main story people, do you have any weight? Like, what do you do? Like, every single vault hunter has a special skill. Does this, do, do you have a special skill or are you just guy with gun that goes and does whatever Lilith or whomever <clears throat> tells them to go, uh, to go do? Um, But and here's the other thing that I just thought of. So in the event that they wanted to do this Borderlands movie um, and you uh, you two are movie buffs. So perhaps you would be able to answer this question for me. They the Borderlands three does not have the original voice actor for Claptrap. Could that person voice Claptrap or. Would there be some? Would would there be something to inhibit that, where the original voice actor for Claptrap could not play Claptrap in this movie? Because let's face it, if there is no Claptrap in this movie, there's going to be a problem. Um, I think we, I don't think he will. Only reason why is because there were some legal issues. Yeah, there was okay. it was beef. It was straight up beef with like Gearbox and that like he used to work for them. He was a and I believe an attorney who also just happened to do the voice for Claptrap. Mm-hmm. So Randy Pitchford and uh, the original voice actor got into some kind of issue. He doesn't work there anymore. They got some new guy to do it. And honestly, I don't think it matters that much. <laughs> like Claptrap, I guess if you're like a super big Borderlands fan, Claptrap is important to you. I find him super annoying. If he well, wasn't I, in the movie at all, I would not mind that. <laughs> well, here's the only thing though. He actually is integral to the story. And that's but, the problem. I mean, fair enough, but here's here's what I'm thinking. Like, though Jeff's idea would be very interesting. Like, it would put it would put a Borderlands movie in kind of like a class where the the spectacle of it may be interesting enough to get people to go watch it. I don't think that's what they're gonna do here because they went and they chased down Kate Blanchett, who's an Oscar winning actress. I think they're looking for some level of prestige here, which is odd, being it. For it being a, a Borderlands movie, like Borderlands it's, not, game. it's not like the world's best video game franchise. It's not. It's not held in super high esteem, like you know all these other legendary games. It is super popular, yes, but like I don't know. Like it feels strange. If, it feels like if they do make this movie, they kind of want it to be taken seriously, and I feel like that might be a mistake. 
because the world of Borderlands doesn't necessarily take itself seriously. Do, does that make sense? It, it it does. I mean, you got psychos, you know, complaining. Well, not complaining, um, yelling about meat bicycles and and everything like that. So yeah, the world doesn't take itself seriously. Yeah, a ton of the but... game is referential to other pop culture, right? Like that's some of the best stuff in there. It's like all these side stories that are like, oh, this is from this movie. This is from that TV show. This, these are characters from things you know. If they tell, if they do a movie that kind of doesn't poke fun at you know movies. Like the way this poke fun at pop culture and games and whatever, I feel like they're missing the point. And I'm not saying Kate Blanchett can't do that, but like for them to, I don't know. It, it seems like for them to pay that much to have her in it because she's an Oscar winning actress. Like that's top dollar performance people you're going for. I feel like okay, this budget's gonna get blown in a certain direction, and then like a lot of the other stuff isn't gonna be taken into consideration because there's gonna be so many people saying like, oh well, I don't want. I don't want this to lose money, so make sure it appeals to all the humans everywhere. And you never mm. get, you know, a good project, especially one that's based on a franchise, when you're trying to make it appeal to the masses. And that's what happens when you throw a ton of money at it. Yeah, because people want to make their money back. It's definitely gonna have to hit those uh, those notes where they're making, you know, like uh, the director that was in the game. Uh, uh, you said he did that. Movie, oh, oh uh, uh, Tommy Wiseau. Yes, 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 yes. The, the room missions. <laughs> that was really funny. <laughs> that was something. Otherwise, it's not going to be Borderlands. Yeah, it won't be. Yeah, it'll it'll be like some other generic sci-fi action movie. And honestly, other than the Marvel stuff, which count as sci-fi action movies a lot of the time, how many other like big movies are like kind of catching people's attention that are you know sci-fi blockbusters? Is very true. Like, Star Wars isn't even doing it for people. And that's a, one of the biggest <laughs> sci-fi blockbusters. So, like, I don't know. Like, they, they kind of... They need to make it special, you know? Because Border, Borderlands is a very niche kind of gameplay experience. But on the surface, it's kind of basic, you know? So, like, the gameplay is basic. The story is, isn't, you know, amazingly diverse. Like, it, it's just an action movie. So, other than, you know, the colorful, you know, aesthetic and, like, you know, the multitude of weird guns and then, you know, all the referential it, stuff. Oh, yeah. Like, how do you translate yes, that into a movie where you're not the player who's, you know, having fun in that sandbox? That's true. It's gonna well, be I guess we'll have to find out. I mean, as, yeah, all we can do is wait now. So, but again, this isn't like Locked in Stone. Kate Blanchett is in talks. She hasn't been cast as Lilith. Right. So, I don't know. I feel like if, if they don't worry so much about pleasing, you know, everybody... Because that's what you do when you get an Oscar-winning actress, you know? You're like, oh, we want we want people to come watch this, and we don't think the the thing on its own is a draw. So let's put somebody that other people like in it, you know? Yeah, she's trying to go for some star power. Right. Whereas if if it's like, oh, this is a good project, it's coming from, like, you know, some indie team, we're, there's a bunch of nobodies in it, but, you know, they show out, they do a great performance. Like, it's, I don't know, it's like the... I feel like the emphasis is in the wrong place for a project like this. Honestly, I, I don't see why they're making the Borderlands movie in the first place, but that's a whole other topic. <laughs> like, I don't feel like it's, it lends itself well to be in a movie at all. But if they're going to do it, like I feel like there is a, a better way to do it than what it seems like they're trying to do. Yeah, I'm, 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 hoping, I'm hoping for emphasis on the actual world of Borderlands and not 
hey, this game made some funny jokes. Let us make some funny jokes. I'm, I'm, I, that's that's what I'm hoping it isn't. Um, but I was surprised by the Sonic the Hedgehog movie, so I could be surprised by this. I mean, I think we were all surprised by that first trailer. <laughs> we don't talk about that anymore. <laughs> okay, but on that note, let's leave movies we don't want to talk about behind. Um, we recently just got our first look at next-gen gameplay from the uh, Xbox wait, wait, Series X. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> Sigma, we we I don't I didn't think we lied here on on the BBT podcast. What gameplay? See, this this is this is also part of what I wanted to talk about with this topic. So, oh my first off, God. Xbox or oh, Inside Xbox rather did a showcase of a lot of their third party partners games that are going to be showing up on the new console, or maybe both. Like some are going to have the smart delivery thing where you buy it on Xbox One and then you'll be able to just upgrade to Xbox Series X whenever. You know, it comes out for it, which is awesome, right? Yeah, but future-proofing it, that's great. Yeah, but they're promising, the, the promise was they were going to show gameplay, like live gameplay, which people want to see. Like, that's the thing most gamers are hype, the most hype about, to just see what a game looks like in action. Instead, we got a ton of trailers. And I will say, a lot of, the, a lot of them, not all of them, but a lot of them had a little, uh, what do you call it? Like, wording on the bottom disclaimer on the bottom yeah that said um these are expected graphics like this is how we expect the game to look when it's coming out but they are pre-rendered it wasn't actual gameplay you don't, you're not like behind a character you're not like in a first person view where you're seeing like a hud and like things happening in in the framework of a game being played you were just seeing graphical showcases of what these games and worlds look like and I'll, I'll be honest a lot of them looked really cool a lot of them look fantastic graphically but it doesn't show us what those games are like and yeah, they keep not doing only, this <laughs> yeah i mean because it now mind you it was a little better than sony's ted talk on sound it was a, <laughs> it was a little bit better than that it's definitely but, more entertaining yes but it was definitely it made me mm, Okay, I'm, I'm going to choose my words carefully. It made me happy about not having wasted any time with E3 that wasn't going to happen because of stuff like this, mm. where you're supposed to be getting gameplay, and instead what you get is pre-rendered whatever, and then you're just stuck waiting. Now, mind you, on one hand, it's not like, oh, we're just going to constantly give these really pretty renders of what the PS5 could look like. Thank you, fans, which doesn't mean anything to anybody. And with Xbox, they gave us, you know, footage? Like, I, I, mean, I, I can't yeah, most, really... Like, a lot of the, especially early on, a lot of the trailers really just showed environments. Like, I want to I wanna point out um, that, that I think it's a horror game, Scorn, specifically... Yeah. It spent a lot of time just showing you a very detailed environment. Like, it was kind of a tone piece. Like, you saw, like, something moving, but clearly it wasn't gameplay. So, I don't... And, and another big offender was Ubisoft with their Assassin's Creed uh, Valhalla gameplay trailer. Because they showed us an actual reveal. They showed us a trailer, like a cinematic trailer, which was dope. We talked about it last week. And we were now supposed to get gameplay, but this was still kind of like, you know, set shots... 
maybe it was in-game engine, but it wasn't gameplay. Yeah, like there was like like you said, no HUD. It didn't seem as if you were actually controlling anything. It didn't seem like anyone was controlling anything. It was just simply like here's some footage again with that disclaimer. These are the expected graphics of the blah, 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 blah. And oh, yeah, like smart delivery. I was happy about the smart delivery. I think that's a very nice, uh, I, I think that's a very nice touch and everything. But again, there was no substance with this. And, you know, it has about a 65% dislike ratio on YouTube. So there's also that. Yeah. <laughs> like it, it was like, but again, it's not heart garbage. They showed some things that looked nice, but just because a game looks nice doesn't mean it's going to be. And even with their future proof, even with their oh, we don't we're 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 looking to to go in different places than than Nintendo and Sony and everything and cloud gaming and everything like that. Uh, you still need games. Can we get some of those? Can we can can we get some gameplay of those? Because I have a very nice Xbox One X sitting here. And uh, if if nothing is going to change, I see no reason that I should. True. Uh, I think it felt a lot, very underwhelming compared to an E3 presentation. So I think it did show a few things. It did show you some new games, some new IPs that were coming out. We don't have a lot of first person, you know, first party games. It showed a lot of that. Um, but once again, on an E3 stage, you would get either two things for me it would either be a reveal in which they showed some pre-rendered footage and some game or you got a tease of something it wasn't just all pre-rendered or all just a tease of something that was so far out they could show you yeah but they weren't excited about it so i think that this did cement that e3 is still needed so far from because mm. yeah, yeah, this is like the first uh taste of kind of what we can maybe expect like from a more controlled uh pre-recorded presentation but honestly i want to i want to point out that the thing about this that's so underwhelming and disappointing isn't necessarily what they showed it's that the messaging was that this was supposed to be gameplay like because that's just not true like if they would have set the expectations properly so like oh we're going to show you a bunch of trailers from you know new ips from third from a bunch of third parties that are going to be putting games like set the expectations properly so no one would be sitting here expecting to see what the game played like which is what gameplay means we would have just got the news like the like jeff was mentioning like we would have got hype over the fact that oh look at all these titles that are coming i can't wait to see more gameplay because there were a couple that i thought looked really cool uh bright memory which i believe there was a demo out for that that was playable a little while ago i believe a colleague of mine played a little bit uh bright memory looks super cool um the ascent which is like that kind of anime looking action game like mm-hmm. that looks really cool oh, no, i'm sorry not that's not the ascent that's uh scarlet nexus the ascent the ascent was um it's like a, a diablo like but it's like a shooter it's like yeah it's like an action rpg but like the perspective is up in the air and like it's like a cyberpunk world like check that out if you don't know what i'm talking about the ascent that one's cool but scarlet nexus is the anime action game i'm talking about that yeah, looks really that. that looks really dope as well and then jeff you you mentioned second extinction was on your radar the one with the dinosaurs 
Yeah, because obviously, what was the first thing you thought when you saw that was... Turok, is what I was thinking. So, um, I didn't get that from the weapons. Like, it, it seems, like, very similar to it. Um, the weapons don't seem as far out as a Turok game. Because remember, some Turok weapons did. You had some machine guns, but you had some stuff that did some some crazy stuff. Like, yeah, they were like it was space weapons. You were facing like yeah, it was like, like serious Sam things. level of weapons. Yes. So this didn't seem to that level, but it, I did love the way the dinos looked from the pre-rendered trailer. <laughs> but um, I also don't know what what the game involves. Is it a first person? Is it four squads trying to make it through a dino island or whatever it is? any of it so you know it's also going to be dependent on what the narrative of the game actually consists of but it did look i did enjoy the way it looked yeah and um i also want to point out uh yakuza like a dragon is a new game from that studio but i don't think that one is an action game i think they that game specifically they're like it's it has a lot of the trappings of the yakuza series but the combat is being replaced with like kind of a turn-based strategy type thing so i want to see more of that but again it was a it was, it was a canned trailer so like we don't see what the game looks like in action you just saw action from the game <laughs> you know what i mean so like honestly it's the messaging like this is th- these are the kind of mistakes that xbox really can't afford to make right now because they've been you know kind of pleasing their their fan base for a lo- for a long time and Sony's been doing the opposite like they've been very tight lipped they haven't been showing much of anything if Sony were to in the next couple of weeks like show a bunch of their games like gameplay they're gonna they're gonna shoot through the roof in terms of like anticipation because because they're basically you know catering to what the people want as That's long as they don't do. make the same mistake they don't lie and call it gameplay when it's not gameplay. <laughs> So like, it's, it's kind of an unforced error. Like I don't I don't understand why it's so important for these people to for these companies to convince you that a thing that isn't what it is is. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Insert political climate joke here. <laughs> right, there's there's way too much of that going on. Like just like people aren't as stupid. You know what? That, that feels that's, disingenuous that's, to say. That, yep. Please don't. <laughs> please, please, please don't. <laughs> like, it, because, it really does feel disingenuous to claim that people aren't as stupid as you think they are. Because, yeah, a lot of them kind of are nowadays. Yeah, like, we, we like have you heard of the Corona Challenge? Mm, <laughs> I don't even know. I want to go down this path. <laughs> what, what, no, is the corona, what is the Corona Challenge? Oh, well, you asked anyway, so... <clears throat> The Corona Channels was a small challenge made by a group of Instagram influencers who wanted to convince people that this pandemic is completely fake. So what they decided to do was, and you can Google this if you do not believe me, uh, lick toilet seats. Mm, You know what? Yes, I was aware that this was a thing that was happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (sighs) Because the coronavirus is fake, and how do I? How am I going to prove to you that it's fake? I'm going to lick the thing that I put my unwashed butt on, because that's smart, right? And and also, it doesn't prove anything. <laughs> like it doesn't. Like it's not. Like it doesn't connect. You getting this 
<laughs> this respiratory <laughs> virus. Oh okay. my god! All right. Yes. So 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 no. If if it, it, if uh, there are certain forms of media, certain companies that participate in trying to tell you something is when it isn't. And this was a very clear example. Oh, of course, that's totally gameplay. But this is gameplay over here. Oh no, this is this is new gameplay. That's old gameplay. Right. You know what? That that pretty much answers my question. They're gonna do this because they can. Because the stupids are out there, and they will take this at face value. And anybody who kind of yells out against it, they're probably gonna get drowned out. By the masses who just don't care enough, I guess. So honestly, I feel like we're stuck with this. Like they're not gonna change because <laughs> it's been a complaint from like a lot of media people and like you know hardcore fans for a while now. Ubisoft especially gets a ton of flack for showing you things that just don't end up in the game. Like the the original Watch Dogs trailer was amazing. Like my God, that game was super impressive looking in that original reveal, and it just yep. did not come out that way when it launched it was so far from that and and what since then it just continued they just continued to do the same thing yep and um there was man it's i don't exactly remember the story but um the idea that it's the idea that i'm going to do something first i'm going to do something so bad and tell you about it and then after you found out what i did i'm gonna i'm gonna uh, take it back a little bit. Um, I think um, Shadows of Mordor with their um, oh, that had, special, yeah, yeah they had that like loot boxes or something in it, or some kind of a pay to win. Shadow War had that one. Yeah, thank you, thank wow. you. Where it was, hey, we have this, we, but it does not affect gameplay. You don't have to do this. You don't have to purchase this. It's completely fine. But then when they took it out. It had to have a whole game rework because, oh my gosh, it actually does have a significant impact on the game. Who'd have thought? Right. <laughs> so it's 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 unfortunate, but if they can do it, and they can, because you have people who don't think and they just consume. Right. So yeah, I, I don't see it going away. Like we, we can su- it, we can it whine about it. Yeah, I don't think so. But it, it works for them, and that's all they they're gonna care about. Yeah. So that sucks. But our final topic of uh, the podcast, uh, Jeff, you brought uh, this to our t- Well, we kind of already knew about one of them, but uh, we get, we're getting some concrete information here. Yeah. So EA has announced that it will be broadcast and digitally only version of a yearly EA Play Showcase on June 11th. And that's going to be part of the uh, IGN Summer of Gaming. It's going to begin at 4 p.m. specific, 7 p.m. Eastern, and that's midnight or 9 a.m. on June 12th for the U.K. and uh, everywhere else over there. EA shows will showcase games through a live broadcast and community content. Um, I no, it says EA, um, so they're going to be showing games like Battlefield. Um, hopefully, we get to see a little bit of the new Battlefront, the Star Wars 3. Um, is that coming? A Battlefront yes. 3? Yes, Battlefront 3 has been announced. Once they ceased um, any more updates after the last update for Battlefront 2, they uh, announced there is going to be a Battlefront 3. Also, there's going to be a mystery, a mystery Star Wars uh, game being uh, announced, hopefully. 
there was a leak that there is a mystery Star Wars game that will potentially be announced. Do uh, you, do you think that would be like a Jedi Fallen Order two, or is it like something it's different? It's confirmed it's, it's going to be a trilogy. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, but they didn't like announce a like the game. So I'm wondering if, if I'm thinking this is going to be something else, something new. Okay, what would you want to see then, like like in a new Star Wars franchise? I want to see something because they already kind of hinted at a uh, remake of the um, Old Republic, which is which. Was Do you think they could be talking about that then? Because yeah, I remember hearing rumors about that too. Yeah, I would like to see. Um, I don't know. I would like to see. For me, I would like to maybe see a Star Wars RTS. I would like to see a um, something dealing with the Mandalorians, if something like that, with different squads and something to that uh, effect. Um, I don't know. Just a, it's a, a lot of things I would love to see in regards to a new game. Honestly, I want to see a racer. <laughs> uh, they like, had give me them. a new. I know, and it was good. You remember? Uh, it was, what was it on PS2 or PS1? The the Star Wars Pod Racer. Yeah. That game was PS1. good. PS1 Pod Racers. Yeah. That game was fun, man. I remember looking I remember looking at that at the old uh old game informers way back in the day when they had cheat codes on the back. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, I feel old. <laughs> okay. I'm hoping it's significant. But you're also gonna have C D Project Red, uh Sega's gonna be there, Square, Enix is gonna be there. I'm hoping uh, we get to see something of a new Witcher game because that was mentioned awfully a while ago too. So, yeah, I wonder. I mean, like they're getting ready to launch Cyberpunk. Well, no, they push Cyberpunk back again, right? Yeah, September seventeenth. Yes, I can't imagine they'd have news about a a new Witcher this early. It was. We'll see. I mean, we'll see. So, I mean, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. So don't you poop on my dreams. Why are you dreaming about The Witcher, though? <laughs> uh, but I, what, I, what I'm wondering, uh, is now that we're getting concrete dates for all of these digital events, like this this is kind of the beginning of the trial period where these companies get to test out whether they can do what E3 does without E3. We got a glimpse at Microsoft doing a, doing a little something, because Microsoft is still going to have a thing here where I'm assuming they're going to show maybe the gameplay that they're claiming was going to be here, right? Because like, for, for like the last couple of years, they bought all these studios. They must have something to show by now. You know what I mean? From at least some of them. Like, I'm, I'm assuming uh, we'll get to see actual gameplay from uh, Hellblade 2, from Ninja Theory. Um, yeah. We have to see some actual character gameplay from Halo Infinite. And these, these are first parties I'm talking about now because th- this showcase was just third parties. So, and especially with the feedback from that, they'd be they'd be completely insane, right? Like, my, like I, I'll say like all like the companies as a whole probably don't care about you know the feedback that comes from fans, but Xbox since Phil Spencer has headed up has paid a lot of attention to kind of the feedback they get from the media and fans alike. So I feel like he will be receptive to this kind of feedback. And especially for a showcase that has first-party titles in it, they wouldn't want to kind of disappoint people by by doing a thing where they say, oh, this, we're going to show you some gameplay and then don't show you anything. Because the last time we saw Halo Infinite was a trailer, like a cinematic trailer, and wasn't anything about the actual game. So they have to do that now, is how I feel. 
And they should. I mean, um, I think that will satisfy um, a lot of that hunger that was left after that last conference. Um, and then that kind of hype would make people feel like, oh, this is just like E3, even though E3 has nothing to do with it. You know, so I don't know. Yeah, this is super interesting. I, I, those dates are going to be in my calendar because I want to watch them live and get that experience like I do when E3 plays. But also, I think the IGN Summer of Gaming is literally supposed to, you know, stretch out across the whole summer, right? So it's less condensed. It's not like a week-long thing. I, I feel like it's a month-long thing in, uh, what is it, June? June, right? So Start. we'll, we'll kind of get more of a trickle of these reveals and I wonder how I wonder how that's going to function because usually you get a bunch of companies all on one day and then there's a ton of news, there's a ton of gameplay same, reveals. It's almost the same uh, date too as E3 would have been June 10th. So that's when it's starting. Okay. Interesting. All right, so we'll, we'll see how that works because I'm assuming they would do it that way because it's easier on their staff to, to kind of just spread. Okay, if they have partnerships with the publishers, like okay, so you can have your stuff you know, this day, you can have your stuff this day, and then, like, you have a week of, like, five developers, and they all get a news day kind of dedicated to, you know, their showcasing, and then you stretch that out over, you know, three weeks in June, and then you, that's your E3. Like, that could work. That is true. It could be easier on everybody's, you know, mental health, everyone's workload, and then getting the information out and making it, you know, parsable. So, I don't know, I like this idea. Yeah, let's just hope E3 comes back next year. All right, so you so you still want to see the physical show still? Yes, see. Uh... <laughs> no gamer, you know. <laughs> okay, well, we'll we'll see. Yeah, all, all we can do is wait at this point. But um, that's kind of how things are turning. That's going to be our final topic. Uh, still no questions in the mailbag. We encourage you, please send us those emails. But in light of that we're gonna play a game you guys remember higher and lower correct if not i'll explain it to you once again perfect real fast (laughs) so as we all know video game franchises sell in the hundreds of millions but some don't i'm gonna give you a game franchise and you're gonna need to tell me if the next franchise i name has sold more or less if you get it right, you get a point. If you get it wrong, you don't. Okay. But is there something else that you and Jeff can brag that you won <laughs> over the other about? So I'll start. I'll start with a uh, with a game that I'm not going to use. Okay. Super Mario, for example. Okay. It's a franchise that has sold 344 million. Okay. So. Do you think Pokemon has sold more or less, higher or lower? Mm. Gabriel, you can go mm. first since I don't think you played this before. No, I have not. And I'm going to say higher. You think Pokemon has sold higher than Super Mario? Yes. All right, Jeff. I will go higher as well. All right, Jeff is also going to say higher. You're both correct. Points on yeah. the board for both parties. Pokemon has sold 362 million. Yeah. So I was just thinking I was just thinking that based off the fact that I can't find competitive Mario, but you can find competitive Pokemon. <laughs> 
That's interesting. Okay. So now we're on Pokemon. Remember the number? 362 million? Mm-hmm. Has Grand Theft Auto sold more or less than Pokemon? And remember, we're not talking about like monetary because we know that's made billions of dollars. Pokemon has also made billions yeah. of dollars. We're talking about like number of titles sold. Lower. Gamer's gonna guess lower. Jeff. Uh, yeah, I believe lower as well. Lower. Okay. Good guesses from both guys. <laughs> Grand Theft Auto Hassle okay. lower at three hundred million. Okay. Okay. So let's 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 get a little difficult here. And I have had right. some of these things on here before, but I'm almost positive you guys don't know, <laughs> don't remember the number. So GTA at three hundred million sold. Has Just Dance sold higher or lower? The Just Dance franchise. Jeff, you're saying higher. Okay. I'm going to go lower. Gamer's going to go lower. Gamer takes the point. Just Dance is at 70 million. So stark difference. Because I'm like, how many times have I seen Just Dance? Okay, I mean, I go to college parties and there, and it's there, and yeah, that's it. <laughs> like, I just don't see it that much. Okay, so Just Dance, seventy million. The Elder Scrolls, higher. Gamer's gonna guess higher. Like higher. Jeff, what was the number for the next one? For Just Dance, 70 million. So is Elder Scrolls higher or lower? Yeah, definitely higher. So you're both going to go higher. You're both wrong. The Elder Scrolls has actually sold 58.5 million. I think you took the numbers. <laughs> it's, on every, it's on every system except your toilet. I mean, Just Dance is kind of a, a big deal to some people. That's also on every system, including like the Wii, like several years after people stopped, <laughs> stopped caring about the Wii. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. So Elder Scrolls, 58 million. Did the Dragon Ball as a video game franchise sell higher or lower? <laughs> than Elder Scrolls. Jeff is saying lower. Yeah, lower, lower, Game lower. lower. Okay. You guys both get that one. <laughs> that okay, a, I'm like, come that on. Red, that was a red herring. <laughs> okay. Like, so I barely Dragon remember Ball the movie. is at 53 million to Elder Scrolls is 58. So, not that far okay. off. Pretty close. Okay. Metal Gear. Is it higher or lower High. than Dragon Ball? Higher. Okay, you're both saying higher. Yes. The way he you're, said that was like... You're both what? right. But Metal Gear is only at 55 million. Not that much higher. Only 2 million higher. <laughs> what is this? Okay, so... Okay, I can kind of see that. <laughs> so, right now, Gamer has the lead with one more point than Jeff. This is going to be the final question, so Jeff can either tie it, in which case, um, I guess we'll try to do like a bonus round. Or something like that. Or Gamer can basically clinch the win. So we're All on right. Metal Gear, which is at 55 million. Let's see here. What's a good one to compare Metal Gear to? Okay. 
Bejeweled. The mobile <coughs> game. Bejeweled. Higher or lower than Metal Gear? Higher. Higher. Gamer, you're going to say higher. I'm going to say higher. If you say higher, and I'm mad, Jim, it's going to be still be up at one point. I'll just go lower. Sound strategy by Jeff. Jeff gets the point. Bejeweled is at 50 million. Five million wow. less. <laughs> wow. So oh. you guys are tied. <laughs> Smart gambit by Jeff. <laughs> okay. Um. All right. So our for our, our tiebreaker, I'm going to give you a franchise, and you have to guess the number. Whoever's the closest to it is going to get the win. Okay. All right. I think this is a good one. <laughs> the FIFA franchise. How many units sold do you think? Boy. Um... Mm. A number in the millions. A number in the millions. Okay. Yes. And with no reference to our previous numbers. Also, I want to make sure you see where my hands are, that I'm not just, you know, Googling this. Right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I got... Uh. Well, I don't, I don't want you to set a standard for the other. Okay. So I would say write, write an answer down. Like, write a number down somewhere if you can. I'll put it in the chat. Uh, I won't be able to check. Well, matter of fact, yes, I can. Now, are we talking millions or hundreds of millions, or what are we talking about here? I can't give you that much. <laughs> like, the number ends in million, like all these other ones did, so your best guess. Okay, I'm going to say... Hold on, where are you guys putting it in our admin chat? <laughs> or the podcast? I was just going to, like, I was just going to write it, like, write it down on my phone and oh, okay. show it. Yeah, that works. Okay. <sighs> okay, I said. Answer. Okay, so gamers guessing seventy-eight million. Jeff, uh, damn, I just had it. Where'd it go? One sixty-five million. One hundred sixty-five yeah, million. So Jeff yeah. is actually closer. Okay, but you guys are both far off. It's two hundred and sixty million. <laughs> Yikes! <laughs> like FIFA is a huge worldwide franchise. So it that was definitely going to be in the hundreds of millions, at least in my head. But I'm looking oh. at the number, so yeah, I'm I'm biased. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. So Jeff, with the comeback win, takes it in overtime. Thanks for playing. I hope you guys enjoyed that. Um, that's going to do it for episode 45. Once again, I just want to reiterate: send us emails. BBETgaming at gmail.com is where you can reach us. Send us questions about video game stuff, about movies and TV, about internet culture. Send us emails. About personal stuff, like maybe you have a funny story you want to share, you want to get our reaction to it, maybe you want to hear something about our lives, um, if you're interested in that sort of thing, ask us, you know, we'll probably answer. Um, if you haven't already, please hit subscribe on our YouTube channel. If you're listening to this on any of the podcast services that we're on, um, just do us a favor, search for BBET Gaming on YouTube and just hit that subscribe button if you enjoy the show. Maybe if you don't enjoy the show, hit the subscribe button and then give us feedback on how we can make it better. We appreciate that as well. Um, yeah. Jeff, where can people find you if they're looking for you on the internet? So, uh, first of all, happy Mother's Day to all the mothers. Oh, yeah. right. Yeah, today is Mother's Day. Yeah. Happy Mother's Day. Although this is going to come out two days later, but happy Mother's Day from the past, <laughs> from the future. I don't know. I can't tell time. 
Pick one. We just do both. Uh, <laughs> find me on Superman Jeff 12 on all social media. That's Twitter. That's Instagram. That's uh, Superman Jeff 12 plays on Facebook. Um, also, make sure, like you said, hit that subscribe button and give us those likes. We definitely need those to keep putting out the content you love. Or once you said, give us any constructive feedback that you might have in order for us to improve or do some things you might like. Uh, we also play games throughout the week. If there's a particular game you want us to try out for our free-for-all Fridays, definitely go ahead and give us a recommendation. Come through, watch, join. We invite our uh, audience to come out and play with us. So, yeah, go ahead and, you know, come out and see us sometime. Thank you. Gamer, what about you? Where can we find you if they're looking for you on the internet? You can find me at startbuttonreview.com. I am also on... Basically, every social media as S-B-R-M-R-G-A-M-E-R. Um, we have a Discord. Come hit us up there. Um, it's been growing recently. Like I'm, yeah, like I'm, I'm getting little, little, getting little blips of people coming in there. It's actually, it's actually really nice because if you want to play with us, that's going to be the easiest and fastest way to not only play with us but also play with other people who might be playing something that you that you didn't know somebody else was playing. Exactly. Um, so yeah, uh, basically, SBR Mr. Gamer. Sweet. You can find me on pretty much all social media at Sigma Gears 9. You can find me on Facebook at Sigma and Sun. You can find my three-minute reviews as well as opinion pieces and live streams on escapist.com or escapistmagazine.com. I believe they're changing it from magazine to just The Escapist. So search for both for now, I guess. Um, uh, I, don't, I don't have anything new coming out recently. Uh, but I, but yeah, my gears review just hit, I want to say like a day or two ago. So definitely check that out. Um, once again, I want to thank my, uh, two co-hosts. Uh, we'll see blue in the near future. Uh, hopefully he gets his, uh, technical issues resolved. Um, thanks to everyone who listens. Thanks to everyone who's watching. Thanks for everyone who's following and supporting us. We really, really appreciate it. Like for real, like this takes a lot out of us and just knowing that there are people who, you know, are anxiously waiting for the next episode to drop or, you know, for our next live stream uh, to play with us on Fridays and stuff and to play with us on Sundays. Like we, it, it swells the heart, you know, like it, it, it's very much so appreciated. So with that, we're going to close out episode 45. Thanks again, thanks again everybody. That's going to do it for episode 45 of the BBC Gamescast. Peace.